Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. God wants to fill us. He wants to fill us with His fire. He wants us to be full of the Holy Spirit, doesn't He? Come on. If our Christianity is boring, it's because we're making it boring. Isn't it? Come on. God wants to fill us with His fire. And, you know, that's why in the last um, couple of weeks, and we're continuing again this morning, talking about overcoming the paralyzing effects of fear and how fear can stop us from walking through the doors that God wants to open up for us in order to be able to serve him in greater capacities. And we're going to continue along that line, but just a couple of things. Firstly, firstly, I want to announce uh, a decision that we've made about the cafe. Um, Heather and Gary have been doing such a phenomenal job for us in the cafe, and uh, we continue to support the great work of Salted Cafe. Want to, want to uh, help them. And can I say, by the way, too, please support them during the week. There's so many other cafes in the village, but this is a beautiful cafe here, the food and the coffee. Um, but one of the things that we uh, decided on the beginning is that uh, the cafe would be open on Sunday morning and then they would provide a, uh, a meal for us on Sunday night. But I've met with Gary and uh, with Heather, and the reality is it's just far too big a day for them as people. Uh, Sundays for them has become an 18-hour day. And um, I don't know about you, but that's not a healthy day. That's far, far too long to work. So what we've decided is that we're going to release them from having uh, Sunday nights uh, every Sunday night here. And what we're going to do moving forward is the last Sunday night of the month, the cafe will be open. It'll be a celebration and a point to be able to bring your friends to because uh, Gary, Gary and Heather are far more important than us just enjoying a meal there on a Sunday night. I think you would all agree that uh, the best thing for us to do is to release them from that, that weight in order for them to focus on the rest of the week. So we're going, we've got a few other things. I think the young people are talking about getting some pizza in at some point and then other points going to different cafes around the area. So um, at some point, we'll just announce what that looks like as well, just to encourage that fostered and continued connection because it's just so, so great to see people sitting together and enjoying a meal together. Amen. Also, another thing too, it, it caught my attention, Emmanuel Baganga. Emmanuel. Um, um, has been a part of a thing called the Illawarra Connect for the last couple of years. And the Illawarra Connect is bringing a lady that will be speaking <coughs> this Saturday evening. Uh, is it Saturday? This Saturday evening between 5 and 8 p.m. If you want to know more about it, uh, Emmanuel and his beautiful wife are at the back of the auditorium at the end of the service. Please speak to them on the way out there. But this lady, I think, is so significant for us to hear. She was a, uh, a Muslim lady, uh, born a Muslim, grew up a Muslim, then started to write articles in um, um, trying to pull apart the Bible. And through that process, she met Jesus. She's now a born-again Christian that travels around sharing a testimony. But more importantly, she encourages Christians in ways to reach out to Muslim people. Amen? Uh, I think Emmanuel said that she can basically open up the Quran and pretty quickly lead people to Christ just by opening up the Quran and revealing some of the scriptures that are in there as well. So I know for us, we'll certainly be going, be going to that because I think it's so important that we get equipped today to reach as many other people as we can, and in particular, people of the Islamic faith as well in our nation. Amen. So that'll be Saturday. You can speak to Emmanuel with that, and um, he can help you with that as well, which will be great. I think it'll be a, a great, great night together. Amen. Well, it's good to be here. Week number three. Amen. Week number three, and um, looking forward to again, ready to hear the Word of God again this morning. Oh, yeah. We're going to share the Word of God again this morning. And you know, this, this, this whole 
discussion about fear is a, is a real, uh, a, a very real discussion that we need to have. Because, you know, uh, you, you'll probably hear me say um, every Sunday, how many people are not fulfilling the call of God on their lives because of fear? And it's a real, real thing for us to, to, to have this discussion because God wants to set us free from fear. You know, I know what it means to be yeah, full of fear and full of anxiety. In fact, in a few moments' time, I'm going to get show you a report that was done on me in December last year. Bizarre looking at it now. But I know the, the, the effects of fear and, and what fear and anxiety can do to you both physically and, mo- and emotionally as well. And the truth is God doesn't want us to live there. So that's why we're going to continue to go through this journey at looking at overcoming um, fears. And this morning, we're looking at overcoming the fear that says that we have not got what it takes to do what God is calling us to do. Heaps of us are held by that fear there that we feel that we have not got what we need in order to do what it is that God is calling us to do. But I find this, we get all of our thinking and our theology mucked up because what, what God calls us to do has nothing to do about what we can do, but it's all about the God that lives in us that is able to do what he wants to do through us. But our thinking gets all strange. We think it's all about us, but it's not. It's about us surrendering and saying yes to God and taking those obedient steps of faith to overcome the fear and then the power of God, the word of God, the faith of God, the providence of God, the sovereignty of God, all those things starts to kick in in order to move us forward. And last week we said, and the week before, when we look at Scripture, one of the most common commands that God gives, am I smiling? I hope I am. One of the most common commands that God gives His people is to fear not. Time and time again, when God's people were faced with challenges, anyone got a challenge in front of them right now? Dang, not enough of us. But every time God's people were faced with a challenge, God would come to them and he would look them in the eye and, and, and say to them, fear not, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. So we saw in the last couple of weeks that God's common command to his people was to fear not. You know, we, we looked last week at the effects of fear and anxiety in Australia today. The reality is this, in any one year, two million Australians are emotionally paralyzed by fear and anxiety. Over 2 million Australians every year are paralyzed by fear or anxiety. Anxiety is the most common mental health condition in Australia. On average, one in four people will experience anxiety. Not only can fear hamstring our lives, but it also being medically proven that fear and anxiety can affect our physical well-being as well. Did you know that? That if you allow anxiety and fear to live in your soul and enter your heart, It not only has the power and the ability to be able to affect you emotionally, but long term, it can destroy your life physically as well. Some of the effects of not dealing with anxiety, anxiety has now been implicated in several chronic physical illnesses, including heart attack, nearly had one of those, diabetes, high blood pressure, had a lot of that, chronic respiratory disorders, gastrointestinal conditions. And you know, the reality is it not only affects our emotional well-being, but our physical well-being as well. And that's why God said, fear not. If I could get that screen up there, my first assessment when I went to, uh, (laughs) I wonder how many people talk about their psychologist, (laughs) pastors. I had my first uh, appointment there. If I could just bring that one up, it's after that one there, if we could. Have we got it? Didn't bring a joke for everyone this morning. Sorry about that. 
tell me if it does come up. Maybe we need another fire. If it's no good, just let me know, guys, and we'll move on. Doesn't look like it'll work. Say what? Don't worry about it. I, <coughs> I sat, it was my first, so I think my second appointment with, with a psychologist, and we're talking about letting fear and anxiety grip your heart and the effects of that. And uh, I went and I had to do this, uh, this assessment. And uh, when I sat with the woman the next time, she was quite um, taken back because you can see there, this is the score. It was on the 4th of December last year. The dis depression score in the moderate range. <laughs> the anxiety score was in the severe range. And check out the next one. Extremely severely stressed out. I mean, I wasn't in a good place last year. I was not in a good place last year. But you know what I, I do, did discover? that uh, we have a heavenly father and his, na his name is Jehovah Rafi. And friends, you might be struggling this morning and not quite sure about the future, but I want to say today that we serve a God who is faithful and a God who wants to heal us, amen. And if we just continue to trust God and to hang on to God, no matter what you're going through, God ultimately will bring you through whatever situation you're facing today because God is faithful, amen might be struggling with anxiety this morning you might uh, have allowed it to grip your heart but I want to encourage you with all my heart today to take a stand and to ask that God and know that God will lead you through every time amen doesn't matter what you're facing what you're going through God will lead you through so that was me last year and I thank God that we've sort of moved past that point and moving into a new season in our lives today and we're so thankful about that but that's why this morning we want to look at the fear of overcoming the fear that tells us that we can't do what it is that God has called us to do. Amen. I remember our first journey um, coming to Shell Harbor, and I mentioned a few of the challenges last week and wanted to move on and talk a, a, about a few more of those as well. But I remember the decision to come to Shell Harbor for us uh, nearly eight years ago. It was one of the biggest decisions that we ever made, but eventually we said yes. And as soon as we said yes, the enemy started to come at us with all the things that we thought that we could not do that we were inadequate, that we were in, unable, that we couldn't do it. And you know, I've found this in life, that every time in serving God, that we say yes to God, or we say, God, we want to step out and do that thing that you called to us, straight away the enemy comes and starts to say, how dare you think that you can do what God is calling you to do? Straight away, every time that we step out and we, 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 it's like we want to go somewhere new in God, we, we're going to uh, agree and be obedient to do that thing that's been challenging us, straight away the enemy comes and starts to speak and whisper in our ears. For me, one of the big things was the enemy came and started to talk to me uh, along a few lines here. The first thought was this, how could you walk in the shoes of David Holt? David Holt was seen as a legend in our movement. That was one of the first things that the enemy came and brought to me. How could you ever walk in the steps and the footsteps of a great man like that? That was one of the first challenges that really started to get into my mind and into my heart. Another one was, how could you ever think of managing a debt of $1.45 million? How could you ever think that you could do that? Another one was, what about people? People won't connect with you. You're bald, you've got a big nose, your ears are funny, all that sort of stuff going on in the equation. I didn't look like Alex or Dean Piccarillo <laughs> or Michael Spielman. If I did, it would have been easier. But I don't. I'm me. Amen? 
All these thoughts about you haven't got what it takes to do what it was that God was calling me to do. Then another one was the leaders won't follow you. They don't even know you. Another thought that kept coming to me and at me was people are going to continue to leave and the enemy did all he could to make me feel I didn't have what it takes. Fearing we haven't got what it takes fills us with feelings of inadequacy. It discourages us. It disempowers us and it disables us. We can begin to feel inept and feel ineffective. But the truth is this. The enemy, Satan, tries to hide from us this most important truth. And this most important truth is this, that it's not about us and what we can do. It's about the God that lives in us and what he can do. If we're just willing to say, yes, God, I'll overcome that fear and move forward anyway. So many times we think it's about us. It's not about us. It's about the great God that lives within us. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. Did you know you have such potential on the inside? You have the God that created the universe living on the inside of you. Amen. When God comes and calls and stirs our hearts, he's not expecting that it's going to be all about your ability to be able to do these things. No, 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 no. That's wrong thinking. We just need to surrender and take the obedient steps of faith. And then it's the God of the universe that starts to work through us and enable us to do those things that we thought that we could never do. Never do. Too many of us are bound by, I could never do that. Well, that's right. You could never do that. But the God that lives in you could do that. Amen. That's the difference. And that's what we've got to come to that place of not allowing the enemy to fill our brains with all the thoughts about, I haven't got what it takes to do what it is that God's calling me to do. No, 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 no. He will come and he will try, but tell him to shut his mouth and say, it's not about my ability. It's about my availability. It's about the God living in me that will enable me to do these things that he's calling me to do. And I wonder how many of us are bound by that fear that we haven't got what it takes to do what God's called us to do. I wonder how many of us are held back by that. There could be many, many people that are bound by that thought of, I could never move forward. Well, you know, I've taken great courage in the scriptures in so many occasions and especially in the old testament when we look at some of the old testament saints and some of the great things that they've done you know moses abraham isaac joshua david the list goes on of all the great saints and we see them and we read of them in the word of god and we just think well these people did great exploits for god they must have never struggled with fears of inadequacy and fears of not being able to do what it is that are being called to do no, 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 no. When we look at the word of God, they were just like you and I. They were just simple people that were called by God in a particular time and era to achieve something for God. Amen? They were no different to you. They were exactly like you are. They were, they were just ordinary, average people like you and I today. But the thing that possibly, possibly set them apart is that they were willing eventually to take willing and obedient steps of faith. You see, God doesn't expect us just to do this massive thing all at once. And, you know, before, no, God prepares us along the way. He just wants us to say yes to the first small little step and whatever that might look. And then from there, God kicks in his providence and provision and all those things come as a result of that. Amen. We're going to look at one individual this morning. The individual's name's Joshua. And we're just going to pick it up in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 38. Um, Moses is about to hand over the leadership of the nation of Israel to Joshua. 
We want to read a couple of scriptures firstly out of Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 7 through to 8. And it says this, it says, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with his people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid nor be discouraged. Moses was basically saying to Joshua, your time to lead. Wow. What a massive challenge. Especially from this thought here. Some of the, some of the leadership things that Moses achieved, Moses from his very inception, it was a miraculous birth and is raised um, in Pharaoh's home, a miracle. Uh, he stood before the burning bush, before God in that burning bush experience. He, he comes and eventually stands before Pharaoh and declares and, 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 and demands that God's people be set free. He leads the, the, uh, the Israelites out of the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the nation of Egypt after 430 years of slavery. Moses parts the Red Sea holds up his staff and the Red Sea parts. He strikes the rock and brings water for more than, uh, more than two million people. He sees bread fall from heaven at night and quail fall in by day. And he speaks to God face to face. What an incredible legacy to have to follow. What an incredible legacy. This is why I believe that in Joshua chapter 1, the reoccurring theme in Joshua chapter 1, God speaking to Joshua is to be strong and to be courageous. Do not be afraid. God comes to Joshua on so many occasions and says, be strong, be courageous, do not fear, and, and, and fear not. You know, I, I believe this. The Bible doesn't reveal to us how Joshua was feeling about the imminent changes and challenges that he was facing. But if we really read between the lines, I'm getting excited, uh, too, he, must, he must have been battling and, and, and overcoming the thoughts as, have I got what, what I need in order to do what it is that God is calling me to do? What an incredible legacy to have to follow after. And Joshua was just a young man. And yet in Joshua chapter 1, God comes to him time and time again and encourages him. Don't be afraid. Fear not. You know, like Joshua, there are seasons in our lives when God begins to speak and to stir our hearts about the call that he's placed upon our lives. I've seen people, they, 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 they go to a conference, they come to a church service, they get all fired up and pumped about the call of God for their life. That's awesome. But then they walk out and the first bit of opposition comes and we get flattened by that. God comes and stirs our heart and, and, and might be stirring you at the moment, the call to missions. The call to missions might be on your life right now, but is it that fear that I haven't got what it takes that's holding you back from that? The call to lead a connect group, to, to, to pastorally care for people. God could place that, could be stirring that in your heart, but you might be thinking, I haven't got what it takes to do that. The call to take on a leadership role in the church or in the community, but again, you're thinking, I haven't got what it takes for that. The call to raise large sums of money to finance missions in the kingdom of God, you might be thinking, I haven't got what it takes to do that. The call to overcome fear and to reach out to your friends, and you might be thinking, I haven't got what it takes to do that. We'll all at times feel inadequate and think that we haven't got what it takes, but that's okay. It's only when we allow these fears to stop us from fulfilling God's call on our lives that it's not okay. Did you get that this morning? Joshua, 
would have been struggling with the thought of this next season that God's about to bring him into. He'd seen a lot. He'd been the assistant of Moses, but now he was about to become the leader of the entire nation of Israel and follow after someone like Moses. There would have been potentially the what ifs, but what does God do? He comes again and comes again and comes again and continually encourages him. Amen. Joshua must have felt inadequate, but he was continually obedient to God and took each step of faith as God was faithful to lead him to the place of victory. Listen to these thoughts this morning. You see, if you feel inadequate, remember God will empower you to do what he's called you to do. If you feel fearful, remember God is fearless and by his spirit he can enable you to overcome fear. If you feel discouraged, remember God is your constant encourager. If you feel uncertain about the future, remember God goes before you. If you feel insecure about what, that you haven't got, whether or not you've got what it takes to, re, to remember God, excuse me, remember God call, has called you and gives you the grace and the gifting to do what he has called you to do. Remember the God that you serve. Remember the past victories that God has brought you through. Remember the victories that he empowered you to achieve in the past. Remember the faithfulness. Remember the greatness. Remember the bigness. Remember the, the power of God. Remember who it is, the God that we serve, amen. Because in remembering, it takes us out of that place of thinking that we haven't got what it takes to that place of understanding that through Christ, all things are possible to those who believe. I think often we just live too small lives, too safe, too secure, too comfortable. God wants to shake us out of that, amen. Wants to help us to understand the bigness of our God and who, who great, how great he is, who, who, who God is. He's a great God. He's an awesome father. He's a faithful father, amen. So this morning as we conclude, I just want to bring out in the story of Joshua that there's always two sides of the story. And uh, I just want to share this morning, you know, to, 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 to look at how we overcome the fear that I haven't got what it takes. And I believe that there's God's part, and I want to read it to you this morning. It'll be up on the screen. God comes to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 to 9, and he says, Be strong and courageous. Be careful. Obey all my law, uh, all, all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate in it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, nor be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's interesting in the first few verses of Joshua chapter 1 that God comes to, to, to Joshua. <laughs> comes to Joshua and says, Arise, my servant Moses is dead. Arise, stand up, gird yourself. Why did God have to call out to Joshua to arise? Potentially, was he struggling a little bit with what was about to take place? Was he, in a sense, a place of grieving, possibly, because of the loss of Moses? There was probably a number of things going on in his head and in his heart, but God comes and says, arise, and then starts to say, be strong, Joshua. Be strong and courageous, for I am with you. That was God's part, but then we see Joshua's part in the next bit. In verse 10 of Joshua chapter 1, it says, So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready, 
Three days from now you will cross over the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you. God spoke and revealed his call for Joshua and Joshua responded in obedient faith. The Holy Spirit wants to set us free from fear, but we must be willing to take the first steps of obedient faith. Come on. We need to declare it over our lives. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, we need to speak it out over our lives. Every time the enemy comes and tries to shut us down, we can't do it. We haven't got what it takes. That fear, if I step out, will I fail? You know, we need to just rise up and declare the word of God over our lives. Luke, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, my friend. Amen? Just as long as you obey your wife. We need to. We need to understand that the Word of God is so powerful. The Word of God is declared, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, like a, it's like a hammer that crushes the rock. I think it's in the book of Isaiah that speaks about God's Word, how powerful it is. And then in the book of Ephesians, I think it is, uh, it talks about the armor of God, God's Word being like a sword, a double-edged sword, a two-edged sword. God's Word is so powerful. If you're struggling right now, right now, and you're feeling like maybe a worm, you might think, my self-worth, if you really ask me, Shane, I'm really struggling. Well, I want to encourage you today to stop allowing that lie from the enemy. Stop allowing that deceitfulness, that, that lie that's come from hell and start to declare the word of God over your life. Walk out of this place this morning, get into your car and start to fight the good fight of faith and get a testimony, get a declaration going over your life. Stop allowing fear to hold you back and start to rise up in your spirit and speak God's word over your life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Doesn't he? Come on. We need to open our mouths more. Need to open our mouths more, don't we? Need to declare the word of God more. God said that to Joshua in that text there. Meditate on my law, study my law, but never let my law depart from your lips. In other words, God was saying to Joshua, that's the key to you moving forward and becoming, get your word, get my word in your heart and speak it out. Are you speaking out the word of God today? Are you declaring the greatness of God over your life today? Are you speaking the future out today? Because God has got a great plan for our life. I don't care how old you are, how ugly you are, how beautiful you are. No, I'm ugly. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> are you getting something this morning? The Holy Spirit wants to stir our hearts. Stir us. We can start out just in taking small. And what's the, what's the, the take home with this part of the message this morning? It's simply this. If God is speaking to you, about an area of your life like it's the call of God on your life God is simply wanting you to take the first obedient step of faith that's what Joshua did after God spoke to him he went to the commanders and he went into the camp and he said gather them all up because tomorrow morning we're starting our journey to the promised land he got people to arise and he started to lead them didn't mean that he was perfect, didn't mean that he had it all together, didn't, mean, didn't even mean that he still might have been struggling with some sense and thoughts of inadequacy, but he took that first step. And it was miraculous what God did through him. But you know what? It's going to be miraculous to see what God does through you as well. Because God's no respecter of people. For all of us this morning, he's got a great 
and divine plan that he wants us to engage and to release. This picture, if I could just bring up, have we got any, any pictures? This picture here was taken on the 12th of October in 2014. That was the, uh, that was, um, one, two, three, four, six, seven. Seven staff from council are there. There's a few pastors there as well. That was the first city serve meeting where we met together to start to discuss with the council about city serve and having some sort of partnership. Check it out. Most councils today <laughs> don't want much to do with churches. It's just like, you know, we might get a bad image or something like that. How ridiculous is that, man? But that pretty much is the thinking. You know, you mention church and they just go all funny, etc. Well, I felt in the, uh, in the year 2014 that God was calling us to establish city serve in our city. And we had nothing to begin with. All we had was the, uh, the opportunity to be able to meet with these people. And we gathered together. And I tell you what, it was the most amazing two or three hours that we had together. These guys were diving into the vision. We were talking about the vision. And they were going, yes, we love this thing. We're going to go back and talk to the council and da, da, da. And before you know it, two years on today, there's such favor towards the church in our city today. Such favor. Why is that? Obedient steps of faith. I wonder how many people this morning potentially here, you could be sitting on the next community changing thing for Christ. Right now, God's put it in your heart, but you're not engaging it. I feel like I'm being very challenging this morning. Sorry, everyone. But I wonder, potentially, how many community changing calls could be in this building this morning that people are sitting on. It's an astounding thought, but it's a real one, isn't it? Astounding thought. City servant again, look, by the way, I'm not trying to say it's about me or anything like that, but God put it in my heart. So what do you do? Nothing, put it aside, or say, well, God, I'll take the first step. That was the first step, meeting with that bunch of people. And from there... It's just astounding, the change and the thing that's happening through our city through CityServe. They say when CityServe's mentioned in council, now it goes to the top, of the top of the pile with everything. They say that. That's not us talking, that's council talking about that. CityServe's a line item, line item in, the, in, the, in the budget for this year for the tune of $50,000, CityServe. I mean, we get to use their advertising, their Facebook pages, all that sort of stuff to promote the work of CityServe. It's astounding. Absolutely standing. But where did it start? One obedient step of faith. That's all. I didn't have to think, I didn't feel the weight, oh, I've got to be all, I've got to be this and I've got to be that and I've got, you know, have all the boxes to tick. No, I was just, just, just who I guess God created me to be. Went to the meeting and shared our hearts and before you know it, psh, took place. But again, how many other visions, calls could be sitting in this building today? We're sitting on them. We're holding on to them. God wants us to say, no, hang on. I'm not going to be held back by the fear that I haven't got what it takes. But I'm going to allow God's encouragement to me. Like it came to Joshua. Be strong. Do not be afraid. Be courageous. For the Lord your God is with you always. Amen. The Lord your God is with you always. Be strong. 
be encouraged. Do not be afraid. Fear not, for the Lord your God is with you always. Amen. The Lord your God. Aren't you great we serve a God that's alive? Aren't you great that we serve a God who's real? Aren't you gl so glad this morning that our God is so loving and so kind and so merciful and the list just goes on. Our God's not a God of anger. Our God's not a God of, 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 of wrath and those sorts of things. Our God is a God of grace and of mercy towards us. Amen. But he's also a God that wants to see his will be done and his kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. The truth is he's chosen us as his vessels to do that. Amen? So, let's not allow the fear that I haven't got what it takes to do what God is calling me to do to hold us bound. Amen? Let's bow our heads together and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. Um, Father, I just... I opened my mouth as I felt that you were calling me this morning to do. And Heavenly Father, I just pray this morning that you would liberate lives and hearts in this place this morning. That may be feeling bound in that fear that I haven't got what it takes. Great Holy Spirit, thank you this morning that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. So I pray for the anointing today to be released in this place, that fear, fear would be broken. Fear, the anointing to break fear that holds people back from the things that you've called us to do. Just right now, heads about and eyes closed, asking, what does that small obedient step of faith look like to you this week? What does it look like? That first step of obedience it might be just the smallest step, but it's the step that's important. Not the size of it, but the fact that we're taking a step forward. Holy Spirit, we just surrender to you. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here this morning, you've never received the grace and the love and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. You've never asked him to come into your life. You don't know what it means to be forgiven of your sin this morning. I want to give you an opportunity today to make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. You might be here today and you've never taken that step publicly. I want to encourage you with all my heart this morning. We're a family that love each other and love you. And we want to give you an opportunity this morning to make the greatest decision that you could ever make and that is to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Savior. Without Him, there is no hope. With Him, there is all hope. He died on that cross to pay for our sins so that we could be forgiven and that we could be reconciled back to God. I mean, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you've never made that decision this morning, would you raise your hand just quietly before God today and say, yes, Shane, I want to be forgiven. Just as I look across the auditorium this morning, people that need to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Amen. Bless the Lord. You look up. Wonderful. Why don't you give the Lord a hand this morning? God's good. <clears throat>